0: Welcome everybody to Literally Autistic. If you're wondering why I sound a little different today, it's because I'm still recovering from a cold. And so I might be sounding a touch hoarse. Anyway, today I'm going to talk about something a little different because over the past week or so, I have done a lot of research and I have become very aggressively against a form of therapy called ABA therapy or Applied Behavioral Analysis Therapy for Autism and the thing that has really made me notice this is watching some videos from a woman on YouTube called Paige Lyle or L-A-Y-L-E. She's a widely known Canadian advocate for autism she has autism herself and she did a couple videos on ABA therapy and Autism Speaks which supports ABA therapy and I am highly against this form of therapy for autistic children and it also has been used with teenagers as well and I'm going to read some information here as to why this form of therapy is not recommended and i am highly against it and i discourage any parents out there who have a child with autism to not put them in this form of therapy controversy over autism's most common therapy applied behavioral analysis is the most widely used therapy for autism but some people say its drills and routines are cruel and its aims misguided. Okay, so this is an article, so just keep in mind how it's worded, okay, and such all right. When Lisa Quinones Fontenez's son Norin was diagnosed with autism at age two, she and her husband did what most parents in their position do. They scrambled to form a plan to help their child. Ultimately, they followed the experts' advice. They put NARN in a school that used Applied Behavioral Analysis, or ABA, the longest standing and best established form of therapy for children with autism. They also hired an ABA therapist to direct a home program. ABA involves as much as 40 hours a week of one-on-one therapy. Certified therapists deliver or oversee the regimen organized around the child's individual needs, developing social skills, for instance, and learning to write a name or use the bathroom. The approach breaks desirable behaviors down into steps and rewards the child for completing each step along the way. ABA was tough on everyone at first, says Quinones Fontenes. He would cry sitting at the table during those sessions, hysterically cry. I would have to walk out of the room and turn on the faucet to tune it out because I couldn't hear him cry. But once her son got settled into the routine of it, things improved, she says. Before he began therapy, Noran did not speak. But within a few weeks, the ABA therapist had Norrin pointing his fingers at letters. Eventually, he learned to write letters, his name, and other words on a dry erase board. He could communicate. Now, Noren, 10, has been receiving 15 hours a week of ABA therapy at home ever since. He is still in an ABA-based school. His therapists help him to practice age-appropriate conversation and social skills, and to memorize his address and his parents' names and phone numbers. I credit ABA with helping him in a way that I could not, Quinones Fontanez says, especially in those first few years. I don't even know where we would have been without ABA therapy. But in recent years, Quinones Fontanez and parents like her have had cause to question ABA therapy, largely because of a fiercely articulate and vocal community of adults with autism. These advocates, many of them childhood recipients of ABA, say that the therapy is harmful. They contend that ABA is based on a cruel premise of trying to make people with autism normal, a goal articulated in the 1960s by psychologist Ole Ivar Lovas, who developed ABA for autism. What they advocate for instead is acceptance of neurodiversity, the idea that people with autism or say attention deficit hyperactivity disorder Or Tourette syndrome should be respected as naturally different rather than abnormal and needing to be fixed. ABA has a predatory approach to parents, says Ari Naman, president of the Autistic Self Advocacy Network and a prominent leader in the neurodiversity movement. The message is that if you don't work with an ABA provider, your child has no hope. What's more, The therapy has a corner on the market, says Neman. Most states cover autism therapy, including often ABA, perhaps because of its long history. But in California, for example, parents who want to pursue something else must fund it themselves. These criticisms haven't made Quinton S. Fontenay's want to ditch Noren's ABA therapy, but they confuse her. She says she can see what the advocates are saying on some level. She does not want her son to become a robot, merely repeating socially acceptable phrases on command because they make him seem like everyone else. Sometimes Norrin will approach friendly people on the street and say, hello, what's your name? As he has been taught, but not wait around for the answer because he really doesn't understand why he's saying it. He just knows to do his part, she says. The message that ABA might be damaging distresses her. I'm trying to do the best I can. I would never do anything to hurt my child, she says. This is what works for him. I've seen it work. Whether ABA is helpful or harmful has become a highly contentious topic, such a flashpoint that few people who aren't already advocates are willing to speak about it publicly many who were asked to be interviewed for this article declined saying they anticipate negative feedback no matter which side they are on one woman who blogs with her daughter who has autism says she had to shut down comments on a post that was critical of of their experience with an intensive aba program because the volume of comments many from aba therapists defending the therapy was so high shannon des roches rosa co-founder of the influential advocacy group Thinking Person's Guide to Autism, says that when she posts about ABA on the group's Facebook page, she must set aside days to moderate comments. Shocking. Strong opinions on both sides of the issue abound. Meanwhile, parents like Quinton, Quintonez Fontaniz are caught in the middle. There's no doubt that everyone wants what is right for these children, but why is that? a new view. Before the 1960s, when autism was still poorly understood, some children with the condition were treated with traditional talk therapy. Those who had severe symptoms or also had intellectual disability were mostly regulated to institutions and a grim future. Against this backdrop, ABA at first seemed miraculous. Early on, Lovas also relied on a psychotherapeutic approach but quickly saw its futility and abandoned it. It wasn't until Lovas became a student of Sidney Bijou, a behaviorist at the University of Washington in Seattle, who had himself been a student of the legendary experimental psychologist B.F. Skinner, that things began to click. Skinner has used behavioral Methodologies to, for instance, train rats to push a bar that prompted the release of food pellets. Until they mastered that goal, any step they made towards it was rewarded with a pellet. The animals repeated the exercise until they got it right. Bijou contemplated using similar strategies in people, judging that verbal rewards, saying good job, for instance, would serve as adequate motivation. But it was Lovas who would put this idea into practice. In 1970, he launched the Young Autism Project at the University of California, Los Angeles, with the aim of applying behaviorist methods to children with autism. The project established the methods and goals that grew into ABA. Part of the agenda was to make the child as normal as possible by teaching behaviours such as hugging and looking someone in the eye for a sustained period of time, both of which children with autism tend to avoid, making them visibly different. Lova's other focus was on behaviours that are overtly autism-like. His approach discouraged, often harshly stimming, a set of repetitive behaviors, such as hand flapping, that children with autism use to dispel energy and anxiety. The therapists following Lovas' program slapped, shouted, or even gave an electric shock, which is just nuts, to a child to dissuade one of these behaviors. The children had to repeat the drills day after day, hour after hour. Videos of these early exercises shows. Show therapists holding pieces of food to prompt children to look at them and then rewarding the children with the morsels of food. It's like training a dog. I watched the video or I've seen videos just like this where they're literally like trying to get the child to do a command or or like a trick or something if you want to call it that. And he literally would like shove the treat about the size of a grape in the child's mouth, and be like patting him on the head saying, good boy, it's like training a dog. I certainly wouldn't want to have my child treated like a dog. Anyways, continuing. Despite its regimented nature, the therapy looked like a better alternative for parents than the institutionalization their children faced. In Lovas' first study on his patients in 1973, 20 children with severe autism received 14 months of therapy at his institution. During the therapy, the children's inappropriate behaviors decreased, and appropriate behaviors such as speech, play, and social nonverbal behavior improved, according to Lovas's report. Some children began to spontaneously socialize and use language. Their intelligence quotients' IQs also improved during treatment. When he followed up with the children one to four years later, Lovaas found that the children who went home, where their parents could apply the therapy to some degree, did better than those who went to another institution. Although the children who went through ABA didn't become indistinguishable from peers as Lovas had intended, they did appear to benefit. In 1987, Lovaas reported surprisingly successful results from his treatments. His study included 19 children with autism treated for ABA or sorry with ABA for more than 40 hours per week during most of their waking hours for many years. He wrote and a control group of 19 children with autism who received 10 hours or less of ABA. Nine of the children in the treatment group achieved typical intellectual and educational milestones such as successful first grade performance in a public school. Eight passed first grade in classes for those who are language or learning disabled and obtained an average IQ of 70. Two children with IQ scores in the profoundly impaired range moved to a more advanced classroom setting but remained severely impaired. In comparison, only one child in a control group achieved typical educational and intellectual functioning. A follow-up study six years later found little difference in these outcomes. The methods promised parents something that no one else had, hope of a normal life for their children. Parents began to demand the therapy, and soon it became the default option for families with newly diagnosed autism. ABA has predatory approach to parents. Yes, indeed. Alright, a touchstone. Lovas' ABA was formulic a one-size-fits-all therapy in which all children for the most part started on the same lesson no matter what their developmental age. Michael Powers, director of the Center for Children with Special Needs in Glastonbury, Connecticut, started his career working at a school for children with autism in New Jersey in the 1970s. The therapist would sit on one side of a table, the child on the other. Together they went through a scripted process to teach a given skill, over and over, until the child had mastered it. We were doing that because it was the only thing that worked at the time, Powers says. The techniques of teaching autistic kids hadn't evolved enough to branch out yet. Looking back, he sees flaws, such as requiring children to maintain eye contact for an uncomfortably long period of time. Five seconds... That was one skill we were trying to establish as if that was a pivotal skill he says but it was artificial the last time i looked someone in the eye for five seconds consecutive seconds i proposed (laughs) doubts grew about how useful these skills were in the real world whether children could transfer what they learned with a therapist to a natural environment a child might know when to look a therapist in the eye at the table especially with prompts and a reward, but still do not know what to do in a social situation. The aversive training components of the therapy also drew criticism. Many found the idea of punishing children for bad behavior, such as hand flapping and vocal outbursts, hard to stomach. Over the years, ABA has become more of a touchstone, an approach based on breaking down a skill and reinforcing through reward that is applied more flexibly. It is a broad umbrella that covers many different styles of therapy. Among the many variations now in practice include pivotal response training, a play-based interactive model that sidesteps the one-behavior-at-a-time practice of traditional ABA to target what research shows to be pivotal areas of a child's development, such as motivation, self-management, and social initiations. Another is the Early Start Denver Model, ESDM, a play-based therapy focused on children between the ages of 1 and 4 that takes place in a more natural environment, a playmat, for example, rather than the standard therapist-across-from-child setup. These innovations have, in part, stemmed from the trend towards earlier diagnosis and the need for a therapy that could be applied to young children. Each type of ABA is often packaged with other treatments, such as speech or occupational therapy, so that no two children's programs may look alike. It's like a Chinese buffet, says Fred Volkmar, Irving B. Harris, professor of child psychiatry, pediatrics, and psychology at the Yale University Child Study Center, and lead author of Evidence-Based Practices and Treatments for Children with Autism, a book many consider the go-to reference for ABA. As a result, when asked whether ABA works, many experts respond, it depends on the individual child. Today, Lovas is viewed with the same kind of respect ambivalence afforded Sigmund Freud. He's credited with shifting the paradigm from hopeless to treatable. Lovas, may he rest in peace, was really on the forefront 30 years ago. He said we can treat kids with autism and make a difference, says Susan Levy, a member of the Center for Autism Research at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Without his passion, says Levy, many generations of children with autism might have been institutionalized. He has to get credit for going out on a limb and saying we can make a difference. Testing ABA. Given the diversity of treatments, it's hard to get a handle on the evidence base of ABA. There is no one study that proves it works. It's difficult to enroll children with autism in a study to test a new therapy, and especially to enroll them in control groups. Most parents are eager to begin treating their children with the therapy that is standard of care. There is a large body of research on ABA, but few studies meet the gold standard of the randomized trial. In fact. The first randomized trial of any version of ABA after Lovas' 1987 paper wasn't published until 2010. It found that toddlers who received ESDM therapy for 20 hours a week over a two-year period made significant gains over those who got the usual care available in the community. That year, a report from the U.S. Department of Education's What Works Clearinghouse a source of scientific evidence for education practices, found that of fifty-eight studies on Lovas' ABA model, only one met its standards, and other met them with only only with reservations. Those two studies found that Lovas style ABA leads to small improvements in cognitive development, communication and language competencies, social emotional development, behavior and functional abilities, Neither of the high-standard studies evaluated children illiteracy, math competency, or physical well-being. The following year, the U.S. Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality commissioned a stringent review of studies on therapies for children with autism spectrum disorders, with similar results. Of 159 studies, it deemed only 13 to be of good quality. For ABA-style therapies, the review focused on 2-year, 20-hour-a-week interventions. The review concluded that early intensive behavioral and developmental therapies, including the LOVAS model and ESDM, are effective for improving cognitive performance, language skills and adaptive behavior in some children. The results for intensive intervention with ESDM in children under the age of 2 were preliminary but promising. There was little evidence to assess other behavioral therapies, the review's authors wrote, and information was lacking on what factors might influence effectiveness and whether improvements could carry over outside of the treatment setting. Levy, who served on the review's expert panel, says, although the evidence in favor of ABA is not all all of the highest quality, the consensus in the field is that ABA-based therapy works. There is a lot of good clinical evidence that is effective in helping little kids learn new skills and can appropriately intervene with behaviors or characteristics that may interfere with progress, says Levy. There are also other types of ABA that might, that might be more appropriate for older children who need less support, she says. Broadly speaking, the body of research over the past 30 years supports the use of ABA, agrees Volkmar. It works especially well with more classically challenged kids, Volkmar says, those who may not be able to speak or function on their own. These are, however, exactly the people that anti-ABA activists say need protection from the therapy. Most experts acknowledge there that there is a segment of children for whom ABA might be less appropriate. Say, those who don't need much support. One area, one active area of research is scanning the brains of children to try to understand who responds and why. Probably as we go further down this path, we'll see kids whose brains don't change in response to treatment. They're going to emerge as an important group, says Volkmar. We don't know enough about them. Being able to identify those children who don't have the expected neurological response or being able to classify those who do into meaningful groups might make it possible to fine-tune therapy. One day, it would be nice to match the treatment approach based on more information from these profiles rather than one model fits all treatment, says Karen Pierce, co-director of the Autism Center of Excellence at the University of California, San Diego, who uses imaging to study people with autism. If we're more informed, the treatment will be more successful. Alright, the pushback. In December of 2007, a series of signs in the style of ransom notes started appearing around New York City. When read in part, we have your son, we will make sure he will not be able to care for himself or interact socially as long as he lives. It was signed autism. The Sign and others were part of a proactive ad campaign by New York University's Child Study Center. The campaign unintentionally provoked an onslaught of criticism and rage from advocacy groups against the center, which offers ABA. Many of the vocal activists once received ABA, and they reject both the therapy's methods and its goals. Naaman, then a college student, was at the forefront of the pushback. One major criticism of ABA, the continued use of adverse therapy, including pain, such as electric shock, to deter behaviors such as self-injury, Naiman cites a 2008 survey of leaders and scholars in the field of positive behavior interventions. ABA techniques that emphasize desirable behaviors instead of punishing disruptive ones. Even among these experts, more than one quarter regarded electric shock as sometimes acceptable, and more than one-third says they would consider using sensory punishment, bad smells, foul-tasting substances, or loud or harsh sounds, for example. Neyman calls these numbers disturbing. He and others also reject what they say was Lovas's underlying goal, to make children with autism normal. Neyman says that the agenda is still alive and well among ABA therapists, often encouraged by parents who want their children to fit into society. But those aren't necessarily consistent with the goals people have for themselves, he says. The core problem with ABA is that the focus is placed on changing behaviors to make an autistic child appear non-autistic instead of trying to figure out why an individual is exhibiting a certain behavior, says Reed, a young man with autism who had the therapy between ages 2 and age 5. Because of the controversial neighbor, nature of ABA and to protect his privacy, he asked that his full name not be used. The therapy was effective for Reed, in fact. It worked so well that he was mainstreamed into kindergarten without being told he had once had the diagnosis. But he was bullied and picked on in school and always felt different from other children, the other children for reasons he didn't understand until he learned in his early teens about his diagnosis. He had been taught to be ashamed of his repetitive behaviors by his therapists and later by his parents who he assumes just followed the experts advice he never realized that these were signs of his autism reed says he worries aba forces children with autism to hide their true nature in order to fit in it's taken me a long time to not be ashamed of being autistic and that only came because I got the chance to learn from other autistic people to be proud of who I am, he says. The Middle Ground There might be middle ground between critics and supporters of ABA, says John Elder Robinson, best-selling author of Look Me in the Eye, who was diagnosed with Asperger's Syndrome at age 40, which of course is now in the autistic spectrum. Because it was late diagnosis, Robison did not receive ABA himself, but he has become involved in the issue on behalf of those who did. He envisions a place for ABA for people with autism as long as it's done well. That means a focus on teaching skills rather than efforts towards normalization or suppressing autism-related behaviors. Helping a child who could not communicate begin to talk and engage with other kids at school, for instance, That is a life-changing in a good way." He says. Ditto an ABA therapist who helps a high school or college student become more organized. The emphasis should be on learning to function in the areas the individual chooses, not on changing who she is, Robison says. This approach will require oversight from people with autism, says Robison. ABA programs and practitioners are going to need to accept guidance from adult versions of people they propose to treat, he says. What was not clear in the past is that we are the clients. We should have a say in what happens. Advocates say scientists also need to be open to the fact that ABA might not work for all. There is increasing evidence, for example, that children with apraxia or motor planning difficulties can sometimes understand instructions on where a request but may not be able to mentally plan or physically response, plan a physical response to a verbal request. Idol Kadar, who at 16 published his own memoir, Idol in Autism Land, Climbing Out of Autism's Silent Prison, writes on his blog that he spent the first half of his life completely trapped in silence. Kadar received 40 hours a week of traditional ABA therapy, in addition to speech therapy, occupational therapy, and music therapy, But he still could not speak, communicate non-verbally, follow instructions, or control his behavior when asked. For instance, to pick up the correct number of sticks. Kadar understood the request, but was unable to coordinate his knowledge with his physical movement. He was humiliated when the ABA therapist reported that he had no number sense. Many researchers who study ABA welcome input of voices like Kadar's. I feel like it is the most wonderful, amazing thing to be able to talk with adults with autism about their experiences, says Annette Estes, professor of speech and hearing sciences at the University of Washington in Seattle. We all have a lot to learn from each other. Estes led two studies of ESDM for children with early signs of autism. She says the worst stories she has heard are not from people who have who had traumatizing traumatizing therapy, but from those who got no therapy at all. They have horrible memories of being bullied at school and having no one to help them or include them or help make them friends or handle tricky social situations, she says. I get letters from people begging us to expand services to adults to help them learn how to date and be less lonely and isolated. There is not likely to be an easy end to this discussion. And in the meantime, parents must do the best they can. Quinones Fontenelle says she understands the anti-ABA argument, but she wonders how much the perspective of those who don't need a lot of support applies to her son. ABA, she says, works for him. I don't find it to be abusive. Well, wow. I am his advocate, and I will advocate for him because he is not able to do that for himself, she says. I try to understand him as best I can. Well, so, this is the thing. A lot of it, this this is definitely a evenly matched article, so it's not all negative and all positive, of course. But at the same time, I guess you kinda have to understand, like, I was seeing these videos on YouTube, and I'm gonna, Find a couple and put them in the in the description, so you can see them yourself. And they're like getting in the child's space. They're grabbing their arms. They're moving them without like without asking permission. They're feeding them and training them like they're dogs. Um, there's the 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 idea. The whole thing about shock therapy is. Is very true 100% accurate and there's been reports that there are a lot of people who with autism that now suffer from complex post-traumatic stress disorder because they had or had traumatic experiences because of this because they were treated so poorly and they weren't it's like they weren't treated as a human it's like they were subhuman or under par you know like they weren't equal and that's what a lot of this is like this aba it's instead of accepting autism like if someone like like i i have or i'm not officially diagnosed yet but i i'm waiting for my assessment and there's just way too many symptoms that could you know, not say no, or if that could say no to me about being diagnosed, but trying to do as much as possible to make a person with autism appear normal and be accepted in so in society today rather than ex- accepting the um, accepting the reality that there are autistic and that they need to be treated equally and we need to find ways to help them accommodate into society is important. Not trying to make them feel normal or or to to, to change them into normal people because they're not gonna be able to. Like there was this video I was watching where this, this lady had their child, and they were at grocery shopping. And he, like she was teaching, trying to get the kid to do all this stuff. And he actually wasn't doing it on his own. She was prompting him. And, and then she's like saying, oh, he's, he's being so, you know, he's doing all these things. And he's being so great. And yet he's not doing any of this without being told or being shown so it's it doesn't even serve a purpose and the fact that they're abusing the children and they're using shock therapy is despicable the twitter group that supports this that there's been a lot of um pushback against is called autism speaks and they support aba therapy and if you are on twitter I recommend contacting them on Twitter and telling them that you do not agree with ABA therapy and it should be banned because that's what I think. And I will never do ABA therapy. You will never catch me in a room with a therapist who does ABA therapy. Never in my lifetime. You can forget it. Anyways, I hope that was informative for you Um, I hope you got a new perspective on ABA therapy and what it does and how it affects children and people who now are adults with autism go on Twitter go online do your own research you'll find plenty of stuff and examples and on YouTube you'll find find plenty of videos that show the terrible ridiculousness and despicable behavior that aba therapy has done on autistic children okay everybody that's today's episode stay tuned next week where you'll be able to find another episode that comes out next week sorry okay bye everybody